blessings. This is Pastor Larry Yin Clan with Living 412. Uh, today I have um, one of our usual guests with us. We have Josue Montanez. Hello, everyone. As we call him Josh for short, uh, lovingly. So uh, we want to talk real quick about a topic that we had during our home church service. Uh, we want to talk about the heart. <clears throat> so before I get into it, Josh, I do want to share with you a quick story. So I showed our our group a picture of a snake during service. Um, there was a snake on the ground and the other pic the other thing that was in that picture was a hand and that hand was bleeding, which when you look at it, it looks like the snake bit the hand. So reading that story, it, 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 it happens like this. Basically, the man saw that the snake was in the fire, in a fire, right? And he went and helped it, rescued it out of the fire. The snake bit him. So he let the snake go down. Basically, he dropped it because he got bit. The snake went again towards the fire and started getting burnt. This man right away started looking for something on the ground, you know, like a stick, something metallic, anything to be able to reach the snake and, and save it. Mm -hmm. And he did. He took the snake out of the fire again. Somebody that was nearby approached this man and said, hey, can I ask you a question? And he said, yes, what's going on? And he's holding his hand. He's bleeding. And the man asked him, why did you help that snake? I saw that it bit you. And I love the reply from this story. So the man that got bit says, it is in the snake's nature to bite. Mm -hmm. It is in my nature to help, to serve, to be like God, Christ-like. So because it bit me, it doesn't change my nature. Mm -hmm. But I learned from it. Mm -hmm. I looked for something to help it. Because my hand was not effective, but maybe a stick can help it out of the fire. The snake gets saved and I don't get bit. And that taught me a big lesson um, where oftentimes, you know, we get hurt and uh, we push people away because of that hurt. We tend to uh, maybe see people in a different way because of that. We close ourselves in. And after doing a, a lot of studying in, um, about this topic, it, it led me to examine the heart. So I started looking up scriptures to help me uh, basically deal with what I had on my mind. And I've said it a couple of times during our services, how so many things that we go through it's simply a condition of the heart. And we have to analyze our heart. We have to analyze where our heart is and what we are setting our eyes on. Mm -hmm. So today I want to share a couple of topics with you. So the first thing would be. There's four aspects that I found uh, regarding the heart in the Bible. The first thing is the Bible describes it as a human heart. And I'll, I'll explain to you what, what, why I'm coming with this conclusion. 
There's also something considered a holy heart. There's another one considered an honest heart. And we'll finish with four. Hopefully we can get to it. A happy heart. So I'll start with the first one. The human heart. The Bible uses the word heart to refer to our emotions. And I never uh, really, I guess, pointed it out to myself this way or it never stood out. Uh, but Jesus said in John 14, let your heart not be troubled. So that word troubled is associated with an emotion, with a feeling. This means, according to John, that we should not have to worry. We shouldn't be freaking out. When problems or situations arise, we should not be uh, worried. We should not be troubled. The word heart also refers to the intellect or your, your um, I guess, you know, we can call it your smarts, right? For lack of a better word, you know, your intellect. Uh, in Proverbs 23, it says that as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So this is where I would like to spend a little bit of time on it and hopefully we could get to the other one. Um, Hebrews 4.12 also talks about the thoughts and intents of the heart. So a lot of times when we make decisions, we make decisions based on our emotions, what we're feeling what our heart is telling us um, to begin with. We, like I said, sometimes off of hurt, we push people away because your heart is broken or because your heart um, felt something negative and we, we tend to separate ourselves. I, um, I, I had a personal experience with that as well when I was having uh, issues in my marriage and I was struggling and I felt um, I felt like I was alone. I, I purposely put myself in an even more secluded space and alienated everyone from my life, including God, unfortunately. So I let my emotions, I let my feelings get the best of me, and it led for me to think negative about people and how they wanted to harm me in my life. Um, and not not physically, just in general, like like if everyone was out to get me is how I felt like no one was looking out for me or like if uh, um, like if no one cared. And obviously that was not the case. But when but when your heart feels troubled, when your heart feels scared or when your heart feels mm -hmm. um, like it's being attacked, you put up a wall. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So. Have you ever had any moments like that in your life, Josh, where you could say, hey, I made a decision based on my heart or my feeling, not based on what the Lord is telling me? And I think that's where I wanted to go to today because um, there's been a lot of people that I've come across where they're dealing with emotions and leaving God out of the picture. Yeah, um, definitely. It's definitely happened to me before, um, especially in in the heat of the moment making mm -hmm. decisions in the heat of the moment obviously making decisions emotionally making them without obviously thinking about the in a sense repercussions or consequences that come behind it just making the decision right then and there it's obviously quick instinct quick reaction and just all right i'm just going to do it and, then, and that's it not obviously putting god into the decision making of the decisions you want to make 
Um, and if you don't do that, what's going to happen is it's in an impulse. In a sense, it's like your heartbeat. When your heartbeat's boom, boom, boom. And by you making a decision and you not confiding in, in, in your spouse, in, in your family, because obviously whatever decisions we make in life, you got to understand, it just doesn't affect you. It affects your, your, your husband, your wife, your children. Um, it affects everybody around you. Because no matter how minute you might think it might be, or let's say, let's, let's put, go financial speaking. Um, if you decide to spend money that you didn't speak to your better half with, whatever it may be, and your better half maybe had plans for that to put into something else or do something else with it. So then that could, it rolls into a snowball effect at that point. Because now a decision, an impulse that you made by you just feeling, oh, I think this is the right decision, without consulting, in a sense, consulting with your wife or your, or your children, now it affects them. Yeah. So now maybe the, you know maybe you had that to pay a bill or to pay this to go, or you can go out, go out and eat. And now your spouse or your kids were looking forward to go out and eat, and now they can't go out and no, eat because you here. decided to do something else with it, whatever it may be. If you decided to pay another bill or, you know, use it for whatever you may be, but now that what they wanted to do, what what was best for you and your family is no longer there now because you decided to use it for something else. And and I think that's that's it's key for doing for having the the communication. Communication is key also there because obviously what's deep inside your heart, obviously and your mind, whatever's inside your heart, your mind's going to do. Because yes. that's what you want to do. Yes. There's, there's nothing else you want to do. Um, it's it's going to come to the light. So obviously I can tell you, by your actions, I can tell you who you are itself. Besides when you're not with a group of people, when you're by yourself, I can tell you who you really are because no one's else seeing that. Mm -hmm. That's you being you. Like obviously you can be one way at work, you can be one way at home, you can be one way at, at school, you can be one way here, but obviously when, when you're at home and you feel that comfort of you being you, then I can tell you exactly who you are because obviously no one's seeing you. Yeah. And that, that involves uh, integrity at that point. What, what is your integrity? Yeah, integrity uh, and honesty. And, and honesty, yeah. who you are at yeah. that point because, you know, if you want to make decisions and you're an impulse person, obviously your consequences are going to be, you know, there also. Because there's consequences for every decision you make in life. No matter, there can be good consequences, and then there can be also uh, bad consequences for decisions you're making. Um, but it, it, honestly, I think it, with the heart, it definitely boils down to the communication part. Because your heart communicates with your mind. Your mind communicates with your body. So obviously, your body and you, who you are, are, are not going to do this, do anything in life unless your heart is behind it. Yeah, I mean Proverbs, um, Proverbs four says that above all, guard, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Mm -hmm. Everything. So it's mm -hmm. exactly right what you're saying, and and the problem with the human heart is that it's sinful. It's a mm -hmm. sinful nature that if we don't stay close to God. Uh, we could easily, you know, go astray. Mm -hmm. exactly. You know, we start thinking that some of the things that we that we do are okay, and um, and that is not the case. That's where God uh, expects for us to have a holy heart. Exactly. And a holy heart is considered, you know, a pure heart. The word for holy is pure. And um, 
I know I've read in the scriptures in Psalms uh, 24 that it says, uh, it's basically asking a question, who may ascend to the mountain of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? And then it gives you an answer. Uh, it's funny that it has the question and the answer right after, that it says, the one who has clean hands and a pure heart and those who do not trust in an idol or swear by false gods. And, um, you know, the whole topic of idols becomes a, a completely different aspect. You know, you can spend weeks on, on idols. What becomes an idol in your life? You know, are you watching too much TV? Are you listening to too much music? Are you uh, paying too much attention to your house and neglecting your family and God and everything else? Mm -hmm. um, so there's so many things that we turn into idols in our lives and we don't realize that we are pushing away the things that are supposed to be a blessing to us. Exactly. Things that, things that matter. Things that truly, exactly truly, truly, truly matter The in life. things that really matter mm -hmm. in life. And, you know, it's one thing if you, if you, uh, you know, stay focused for a period. You're like, mm -hmm. hey, I have a, I have a, a specific goal and you want to meet that goal. But exactly. for a prolonged period of time, if you go ne neglecting your family, neglecting your job or your health, you know, so many different things. Mm -hmm. um, that's where the problems start yes. um, to weigh in. So what I also want to communicate to everybody is that God knows your heart. So that moment, like, like brother Josh just said, when you're alone and you're at home, no one else sees your actions, but God does. Mm -hmm. exactly. He knows what you're feeling. He knows what you're going through. He knows mm -hmm. what's already intended in your heart. So there's no reason to try to hide it and fake the funk from God. Be honest with him. Mm -hmm. Come clean. Lord, I'm, I'm having a problem with this. Lord. And, and he knows. And it's not for him to find out. No, he is, knows already. Since he knows already, it's just you confessing yourself. Because yes. that morning is... At that moment, what you do is you're freeing yourself. Yes. Because you're saying you realize you have a problem, you have a situation going on, and by you verbally speaking it, because obviously mm -hmm. you can speak life and death through your yeah. mouth. So if you speak and say, well, I do have a problem with this, I need help with this, yes. that is your stepping stone for you to overcome what you need to overcome. But if you don't confess it yourself and actually verbally state it and say it and say, God, I need help in this area of my life. Yeah. Then at that point is you're not calling for help. Does, does would God send somebody to help you? Yeah. Yes, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. He can send anybody. He can send your next door neighbor. He can send your child. He can send your wife. He can send your coworker. Mm -hmm. He can send a store worker. It, he can send anyone. Yeah. Do you really want Do it? Do you want it? And that's, that's where that's 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 key. where your honest heart has to come exactly. in. Exactly. Like like God, I know you know, but I want to confess to you. I really I'm struggling with this. It's the same way, like you said, the communication with your wife. Let's say you're the one that manages the finances, right? And you're struggling keeping up with mm -hmm. everything that you have going on. You could either keep sinking the boat or you can say, hey, honey, I'm having a hard time with this. Can you help me out? Exactly. It's the same thing. And mm -hmm. I try to always equate how we're supposed to be with God with, you know, uh, with the things of this world and, and our normal lives and because the the Bible gives us the tools on how to survive and how to get better. Exactly. Yep. So if you're struggling in your finances and you know that you're not keeping up with the way you're supposed to be keeping up, you have to speak up and say, hey, honey, uh, I need some help. Or go to your buddy that's, you know, better, has better tools, Manage, you know, a better way of exactly. managing. Hey, mm -hmm. can you teach me how you did this? And not being, not being afraid or not making yourself feel little. It's just you need some help. Perhaps you were never taught. 
or perhaps you were taught and something happened along the road and mm-hmm. and it went downhill yeah but. and 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 the thing is also is when obviously we get older we want to be more self-reliant yes to, to ourselves and say you know what uh um, i'm either you know i'm a man i'm a woman and I, i'm going to do this on my own yes. I, I, don't, I don't need help but you have to understand this since you were born you always needed help yeah when how you were walk, born, how to walk, how to drink, how to eat, yeah. no matter what, you, you're, it's always a learning process. Yes. Once you say, I know, that's when you stop learning. Yeah. And, that's, and we cannot do that because obviously no matter what you do is you go to a new job, you have to learn how that job works. Mm-hmm. You're always learning each and every day. Um, so as long as we s- continue learning and, and stop saying the I know and say, Okay, uh, how do you do this? Continue learning. Continue learning. And con- and also allow yourself to unlearn exactly some of the that, things that, that you shouldn't be doing, mm-hmm. you know, and you may be just so accustomed to um, and unlearn some of the bad habits that you're used mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it comes down to having that intimacy with God, having yes. that relationship, having the open heart to be able to confess to him, mm-hmm. hey. Lord, I'm struggling with this. And I was telling you, Josh, before we started that, it, you know, this is a marriage. You yes. know, just like you're married to your wife, I'm married to my wife. We have a marriage with God. As soon as we accepted him and allowed him into our lives and gave him control of the wheel, as we mm-hmm. say, right? Now, it, we're supposed to come to him. Exactly. You know, in the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I was giving you the example of, uh, imagine... You're you're about to get married. You're walking up the aisle. You lift up the veil, and the woman under that veil is not your wife. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, what happened here? This is not the woman I fell in love with. Time to go. You know, so this is where I, I, I think about it, and I'm like, wow, I wonder if that's how God feels about us sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not the Larry that I know. This mm-hmm. is not the Larry that I've loved all this time. Why is he doing this? This is not the Josh that I've, I've held on to since he was born, mm-hmm. you know, th- where he possibly couldn't have made it as a baby. And I helped him through it. Now I'm lifting his veil. And this is not the Josh I know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it, for many people maybe might not understand that. But, you know, those are sacred moments when you lift the veil of your wife, mm-hmm. your future wife or your wife that you're about to say your exactly. nuptials to. Yeah. You know, and, and I, th- I think when. When I equate that to our relationship with God, it, it pulls, you know, it pulls my heart in a really heavy direction. Like, man, God, do you really, can it be like, I don't know. Why did he put mm-hmm. it in my heart to even, you yeah. know, think about that? Mm-hmm. But like, do you really see that in us? Like, you know, you love us. You know, you want to be with us. You consider us the bride. And then when I get to the altar, I'm not who you think I am. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Yeah. I think, I think <laughs> it's. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely more of a of a reflection mm. mirror type at that moment. Yeah, because if you see it as all right, you're walking up and you're getting ready to get married, and then your bride comes up and you lift the veil, and you're like, "Whoa!" You do get that shock. The whoa, because <laughs> you, you definitely get the shock yeah. of you know uh, you know how beautiful uh, she is and all that. But then again, if you're looking at it, you're like, "Whoa!" <clears throat> I really don't recognize this person. Yeah. So this is not who I should be. This is who I should be. God knows who we are. Yeah. Who, he knows who we are going to become. And at that moment, is just like, 
well, I'm looking at myself and, and God sees me like this, but I don't see myself like this. Yeah. So it's the self, um, the self image, self image right? at that point of, of understanding and saying, Whoa, hold on. But if God see him like this, I'm seeing myself and like this. Also how other people see you. That is key because it, it reminds me of David. You know, how David was overlooked by his own family mm-hmm. overlooked. So when God sent Samuel to go, um, anoint David, we read that the Lord didn't look at what people look at. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know, which is like the outer appearance. Exactly. Um, yep. He's looking at the heart. He's focused on your heart, on who you are, like you said, in those intimate moments when nobody's around, when you can't fake a funk, when you can't pretend that that suit and tie make you holy, yeah. where you yeah. can't pretend <laughs> where you're carrying a Bible makes you Christian. Exactly. You know? Yep. So... In those moments when it's you and your spouse, are you loving her the way you're supposed to be loving mm-hmm. her? Are you mm-hmm. treating her with the kind words and respect that she deserves? Is she treating you with the love and respect that you deserve? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the same thing with your kids. You know, are you loving your kids the way God has loved you exactly. as a father? Exactly. Has, have you, and, and I mean, that's a whole nother one. I mean, we need to understand that. Our kids have emotions, feelings that they're going to carry through all the arguments that you have, all mm-hmm. the all the conversations that you have, all the punishments that you've given yep. or whatever it is. And the way you handle all those situations will determine their upbringing and what they think as they get older. Mm-hmm. So if they see bickering, yelling at home constantly, you and your wife arguing, they're going to think it's OK to do that mm-hmm. with their spouse or. Or they're going to say, I had the worst home that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. I won't be like that. But in their mind, they're already scarred they're because already they scarred, saw exactly. mom and dad yeah, exactly. bickering. And, then, and, and, and at that point, and at that moment there, what's going to create in them is the new normal. Mm. That is normal for them now. Yeah. So now since that is normal for them, that's what they're going to look for in either a husband or a wife when they're out there because that's that all they know. True. It's just like, you know, th- th- when kids grow up in, in different um, situations and... Um, areas in life what they grew up in is that's all they know yep. so if that's all they know that's all they're going to continue doing until they get that open door of saying this is different now this is different outside of here or mm-hmm. you can do better for yourself you don't have to be like this you don't have to live like this you can do better for yourself um that's why when i when i, when I see certain kids or, or certain people out there and i'm looking i'm like well man they might not have had that open door, that access of that love at home, that, that love whatever, at home yeah. of understanding of saying, listen, you can do this. And obviously it's going to be weird for them because some people just don't, they don't, they never felt that they never dealt with that before, you know, with, with that love and that caring and that grace, they never mm-hmm. had that. Yes. So once when, when, when they come to God and they're receiving it, so it's like little, it, it's awkward for them because they're like, whoa, hold on. I've, I've never received this before. This yeah. is, this is not, is this this, right? this, yeah. yeah. Is this right? Or is this What's right? This intention? is not normal. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. What do you want from me yeah. at that point? Because, yeah. you know, in, in, in different upbringings, they were like, well, somebody might be, you know, being all nice and nice and kind to me because I have something to give. Yeah. I have something that they want. No, it's not. And it's not like that. It is, is God wants the best for everyone. And, and obviously that's what we want. We want the best for you and you to grow up to be the best person that you can be in your life and in, in, in your time frame that yes. you have here obviously on earth um 
And then, especially when kids, kids, kids are sponges. <laughs> they, 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 they absorb. That's what they're, they're, if and you, imitate. if you look, yeah, and imitate. If you look at a, um, you know, a magic eraser, let me, let me use the magic eraser, right? When you grab it and you touch it, it's, 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 it's hard. But as soon as you wet it, if you apply it to a stain, it removes that stain. Yeah. But until you wet it, it's not doing anything. So you added that other substance to it mm. to make it useful Man. at that point. Stolen. That's yeah. for Sunday. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, and, and I was like, all right, hold on. I'm like, maybe we do have what we need to have. We do have the ingredients that we need to have. But if we had God in our lives, we do what he wants, you know, what, what, what was best for us, what's meant for us to do. And at that point, is, is, is it going to be smooth sailing? You know, it's not going to be smooth sailing. I'm not, not going to sugarcoat on anybody. <laughs> Are you going to have trials and tribulations? Yes, you are. But nothing that's put in your path, you don't have the key or the answer for it. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to have it. You're going to understand it. And um, maybe you might not see it right then and there because maybe you're not looking in the right area. Your, your eyes are not open. You, you have your blinders on. You're just focusing on the problem and not seeing that if you look to the left five degrees, you see the solution right then and there. It's just the unfocusing ourselves and, and, or the unfocus on the problem and look for the solution itself. Um, that's that's definitely, definitely what we have to do. And that's part, obviously, of having the pure heart and, and, and an understanding and saying, why am I going to worry about that? Why am I going to worry about yes. this? Why am I going to worry about that? It, it's not about the small things. It, it's the little petty things we pay because too much attention pay to the way, way too much attention to it yeah. or, or or better yet keeping up with the joneses yeah especially now with social media and, and that's key because obviously with the kids growing up and all that and everybody everybody wants to be the instagram this the facebook this i want to be the influence in this yeah, how many do likes do how many have, likes do i have how many followers and followers subscribers and that's not what life is life is is, is you going to your neighbor and we're going hanging out cookout or doing something and doing life with them yeah the the, the phone thing granted it, it does have its benefits don't get me wrong i'm not saying it's all bad but when you put too much attention on that and not enough attention to yeah. others that's when it becomes idle like you said before yeah. and it's simple because yeah. at that point once 100%. you start neglecting certain things in your life that obviously are beneficial for you then at that point you gotta we gotta, we have a balance a, a scale yeah you gotta put weight on this on the left side Wait on the right mm. side so that way you're balanced like out. If you put too much on one side, you're gonna top lopsided mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. No, that's that's awesome, and and it reminds me of a of a mother that's expecting. Mm. Yes. So, you know, you go to that first ultrasound and you see a little speck. Mm. You know, but as you keep feeding the nutrients, that baby's growing. Yes. It goes developing, goes growing. Um, you start seeing the features and now with today's technology, like let's say one of those 3D or 4D, whatever they call it, imagings, like now you can see how clear Actually, the, features the, the features sense, of yeah. it and how it's developing. But yep. what the woman is putting into her body is going to affect this child, mm -hmm. this unborn child that is living, breathing inside of her that From is you. getting developed. Yep. Right. So if she mistreats her body that child is being mistreated being on the inside. Also, yeah. So even after the baby is born, now you see that 
the baby still needs these nutrients, still needs that love mm -hmm. and care and attention from from the mother or the father or the adult, you know, whatever you want to call it. And that's how our life is. Yeah, exactly. We're supposed to see growth. We're supposed mm -hmm. to see development. We're supposed to see. Um, we're supposed to have those moments of hunger where we say, I need to be fed. Just like we stop when we're working, we have lunch. We should have those moments of, Lord, I need some time with you. Mm -hmm. There's some times I just get in my moment at home and I blast the music and the kids are like, Dad, I'm trying to play Xbox. <laughs> and and <laughs> and I blast it. I say, hey, Daddy needs his time right now. I'm sorry. You guys can play anytime you want. I'm blasting my radio because I like my music loud. Mm -hmm. You know, Josh, I play my music loud. And um, and that's me. That's my moment. And exactly. But we need to have those moments of hunger where where you say, you know what? I need to pause all of these little things that can easily become an idol. You know, whether it's your job, like we said, whatever it is, and say, you know what? I need a moment. I need mm -hmm. a moment with you, God. And um, I just pray that you guys are encouraged to to understand that God already sees you as clean. Amen. You know, he already sees you with a pure heart. Um, I don't want you to think that something that you have done is going to push you or push God away from you. That is not who he is. It is not in his nature. Exactly. You draw close to him. He will draw close to you. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he's a gentleman. He won't force his way into your life, mm -hmm. but he wants a clean, sincere heart that's ready to receive him. Um, our prayer should be that we uh, ask God to create a clean heart in us to help us view people the way he sees people, to help us love them the way he loves them, and, um, you know, to be the best version of ourselves, you know, not the fake version, the, mm -hmm. the, the image that he created. Yes. So we leave you with that today. We pray that you have been blessed. Uh, we, we hope to uh, inspire you to be greater than what you think, what you believe, mm -hmm. and to push forward towards the mark, like the Apostle Paul says, but achieve greatness in his image, in his time, with his blessings. Amen. So thank you Amen. for listening to Living 412. We look forward to being with you again. Thank you.